The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to tonight's story. The title of today's story is Vampire Society Have Been Loyal Customers to a Carpenter for Years. Chapter 1 The carpenter, Victor, had been making coffins for as long as he could remember. It was a trade that had been passed down in his family for generations. His workshop was small, but well-equipped, and filled with the usual tools of the trade saws, hammers, chisels, and planes. Victor was proud of his work. He took great care in crafting each coffin, using only the finest materials rich, dark wood, polished to a high shine, with silver handles and a soft velvet lining. He knew that his clients were discerning, with very specific requirements, and he prided himself on always meeting their needs. Over the years, Victor had built up a loyal following of customers, most of whom were vampires. They would arrive at his workshop at night, after he had closed up for the day, and place their orders. Victor had always found it a little strange that so many of these wealthy, mysterious clients would be interested in such a niche item, but he never asked questions. He was just happy to have the work. As the years went by, Victor began to feel his age. His fingers were stiff, and his eyesight was failing. He knew that he couldn't keep up with the demands of his clients forever. That's when the vampires started to offer him something he had never considered before immortality. At first, Victor was skeptical. He had heard stories of the dark side of vampire life, the bloodlust, the violence, the eternal solitude. But as he molded over, he began to see the benefits. He could continue to craft his beloved coffins for centuries, maybe even millennia. He could watch the world change and never grow old. He could even try his hand at a few new skills, like carpentry of the Gothic period. Victor decided to take the deal. He was introduced to a vampire who called himself Lucian, who promised to turn him into one of their kind. Victor was nervous, but excited. He drank the potion that Lucian offered him and waited for the transformation to begin. It wasn't what he expected. The change was painful and disorienting. His body seemed to be tearing itself apart, only to be rebuilt again, stronger and faster. His senses were heightened, and he could smell the world around him in a way he never could before. And then there was the thirst. His body craved blood, and he knew that he would have to feed soon. As he stumbled out of the dark alley where the transformation had taken place, Victor realized that he was starting a new chapter in his life. He was no longer just a carpenter. He was a vampire. And he had a lot to learn about his new world. Chapter 2 Victor stumbled through the streets, disoriented and confused. Everything seemed so different now. 
colors were brighter, sounds were louder, and scents were more intense. He could hear the faint rustling of leaves in the wind, the hum of electricity in nearby buildings, and the distant sounds of cars honking in the night. But most of all, he could smell the blood. It was everywhere, all around him. The scent was almost overwhelming, and his thirst grew more intense with every passing moment. He knew he needed to find a source of blood soon or risk losing control. As he stumbled along, a woman passed him on the street. She was young and beautiful, with long dark hair and piercing green eyes. Her scent was intoxicating, and Victor's thirst grew even stronger. Without thinking, he grabbed her by the arm and pulled her into a nearby alleyway. The woman screamed and struggled, but Victor's strength was too great. He sunk his teeth into her neck, and the warm, sweet taste of blood filled his mouth. It was unlike anything he had ever experienced a rush of power and pleasure that left him wanting more. When he finally released the woman, she lay on the ground, pale and lifeless. Victor felt a moment of guilt and remorse, but the feeling passed quickly. He knew that he needed blood to survive, and this was the only way to get it. As he walked away, Victor knew that he had a lot to learn about being a vampire. He needed to find others like him, to learn their ways and discover their secrets. He needed to master his thirst and control his urges to avoid becoming a mindless monster like he had seen in the stories. But for now, all he could think about was the taste of blood. It was the only thing that mattered. Chapter 3 Victor spent the next few nights wandering the city, feeding on unsuspecting victims and keeping to the shadows. He learned to hunt with more control, taking only what he needed and never leaving a trace behind. But despite his newfound power and freedom, a sense of emptiness lingered in his soul. He knew that he couldn't continue living like this forever. He needed to find others like him, to learn more about his kind and discover a purpose beyond his thirst for blood. As luck would have it, he stumbled upon a group of vampires gathered in a decrepit old building on the outskirts of town. They welcomed him with open arms, eager to teach him their ways and share in the spoils of their hunts. Victor was initially wary of these new companions. They were a rowdy bunch, prone to violence and debauchery, with little regard for human life. But he soon found himself drawn to their wild ways, eager to shed his past life as a simple carpenter and embrace his new identity as a predator of the night. Under the guidance of his new mentors, Victor honed his skills as a hunter and began to learn the ancient language of his kind. He discovered that vampires had been around for centuries, hiding in the shadows and preying on the unsuspecting humans that populated the world above. But as Victor grew more comfortable in his new life, he couldn't shake the feeling that something was missing. Despite the camaraderie of his fellow vampires, he still felt alone and adrift in a world that was no longer his own. One day, while out on a hunt with his companions, Victor stumbled upon a small village on the outskirts of town. It was unlike any other place he had seen before a quaint, peaceful community filled with families and children, living their lives without fear of the monsters that lurked in the night. As he watched the townsfolk go about their business, a sense of longing washed over him. 
For the first time since becoming a vampire, he began to question the morality of his actions. Was it right to prey on these innocent people, to feed on their blood and cause them harm? For a moment, Victor considered leaving the life of a vampire behind and returning to his old life as a carpenter. But he knew that he could never go back to his former existence. He had crossed a line, and there was no going back. Instead, he resolved to find a way to coexist with the humans. He would learn to control his thirst, to feed only when necessary and without causing undue harm. He would live among them, watching from the shadows and protecting them from the more savage members of his kind. As he made his way back to his vampire companions, Victor knew that he was embarking on a new chapter in his life. He was no longer just a carpenter or a vampire, he was something new, something that blended both worlds together in a way that he never thought was possible. And he was excited to see where this new journey would take him. Chapter 4 As Victor returned to his vampire companions, he felt a newfound sense of purpose. He knew that he couldn't simply abandon his kind and attempt to integrate himself into human society alone. He needed the guidance and support of others like him. But he also knew that he needed to make changes in his own life. He couldn't continue to feed indiscriminately, risking exposure and harming innocent people in the process. He needed to find a way to control his thirst and feed responsibly. Over the next few weeks, Victor worked closely with his vampire companions to develop new hunting techniques and strategies. They focused on targeting only the most dangerous criminals and corrupt individuals, individuals who they believed were deserving of punishment. As they hunted together, Victor felt a sense of camaraderie with his companions that he had never felt before. They were a tight-knit group, bound by their shared experience and their commitment to protecting their kind. But even as he embraced this new life, Victor couldn't shake the feeling that he was still missing something. He longed for human connection, for a sense of community and belonging outside of his vampire family. One night, as he was roaming the city alone, Victor stumbled upon a group of humans gathered outside of a local church. They were singing hymns and praying, their voices carrying through the night air. As he watched them, a sense of peace washed over him. He realized that he had been so focused on his own vampire world that he had forgotten about the beauty and wonder of human life. Without thinking, Victor approached the group and listened to them sing. To his surprise, they welcomed him with open arms, not realizing that he was a vampire. As he listened to their songs and prayers, Victor felt a sense of connection that he had never felt before. He realized that despite their differences, vampires and humans shared a common humanity, a desire for love, connection, and purpose. Over the next few months, Victor continued to attend church services and volunteer in the community. He used his vampire abilities to protect those in need, but also to help heal and serve others. He felt a sense of fulfillment that he had never known as a simple carpenter or a bloodthirsty vampire. As he looked back on his past life, Victor realized that becoming a vampire had been a blessing in disguise. It had forced him to question his beliefs and values, to redefine his sense of purpose and belonging. 
and it had led him to a new understanding of what it meant to be alive. Chapter 5 As Victor continued to explore his newfound connection with the human world, he struggled with the knowledge that he could never fully be a part of it. His vampire nature was too ingrained, and he knew that he would always be an outsider. But he resolved to do what he could to protect the humans he had grown to care for. He joined forces with a small group of like-minded vampires who shared his belief that they could live peacefully among the humans if they exercised control and restraint. Together, they worked to build bridges between the two worlds. They used their vampire abilities to help the humans healing the sick, protecting the vulnerable, and even using their strength to assist in construction projects. Despite their efforts, there were still those within the vampire community who refused to see the humans as anything other than prey. They continued to hunt with abandon, causing fear and chaos among the people of the city. Victor and his allies knew they had to do something to put an end to the violence. They decided to confront the rogue vampires head-on, seeking to bring them to justice and show that there was another way to live as a vampire. The battle was fierce and brutal, with both sides determined to come out on top. But in the end, Victor and his allies emerged victorious. They had managed to capture the rogue vampires and bring them to justice, showing that there was a path to coexistence that did not involve violence or terror. As the dust settled, Victor looked out over the city with a sense of pride and satisfaction. He knew that there was still much work to be done, but he also knew that they were making progress. He had found a new calling in life, one that blended his vampire nature with his desire to help others. He would continue to work towards a better future for both vampires and humans alike, always striving to find a way to bridge the gap between the two worlds. Chapter 6 Victor woke up to the sound of a knock on his door. His eyes were heavy, and his body felt sluggish. He had spent the night hunting, and the effort had taken its toll. He opened the door to find one of his vampire companions standing outside. The woman was tall and slender, with long blonde hair and piercing blue eyes. Lucinda, Victor said, stepping aside to let her in. What brings you here? We need to talk, she said, her voice serious. Victor led her to his small kitchen and poured them both a cup of coffee. They sat down at the table, and Lucinda got straight to the point. I've been hearing rumors, she said. About a group of humans who are hunting vampires. Victor's heart sank. He had heard similar rumors, but he had hoped they were just that rumors. How do they know about us? He asked. Lucinda shrugged. Who knows? But the fact remains that we're in danger. Victor knew she was right. If these humans were really hunting vampires, they posed a serious threat. They were likely well-armed and well-trained, and they would stop at nothing to kill their targets. We need to find out more about them, Victor said. Who they are, where they're based, and what their motivations are. Lucinda nodded. I've got a lead on one of their members. I think I can get some information out of him. Victor frowned. He didn't like the idea of resorting to violence. We need to be careful, 
he said. We don't want to start a war. Lucinda rolled her eyes. I'm not suggesting we go in their guns blazing. But we need to take action before it's too late. Victor knew she was right. They had to act quickly before it was too late. But he also knew that they had to be careful. They couldn't afford to make any mistakes one wrong move and they could be discovered. Over the next few days, Victor and Lucinda worked together to gather as much information as they could about the group of vampire hunters. They spoke to informants, staked out their base, and even infiltrated their meetings. What they discovered was alarming. The group was well-organized, with members all over the city. They had access to weapons and technology that could do serious damage to the vampire community. Victor knew that they had to act fast. He called a meeting with his vampire allies, and they began to make a plan. They would launch a coordinated attack on the group, taking them by surprise and neutralizing their threat once and for all. The night of the attack was tense. Victor and his companions moved through the shadows, silent and deadly. They made their way towards the group's base, weapons at the ready. But as they arrived, they realized that they had made a mistake. The group was much larger and better armed than they had anticipated. They were outnumbered and outgunned. The battle was fierce and bloody. Victor fought with all his strength, but he saw friends and allies fall around him. He knew that they were fighting for their lives. In the end, they emerged victorious. The group of vampire hunters was defeated, their weapons and equipment destroyed. But the victory came at a great cost, many of Victor's companions had lost their lives. As the sun began to rise over the city, Victor looked out over the destruction wrought by the battle. He felt a sense of grief and loss wash over him. But he also felt a sense of purpose, he knew that he had been fighting for something important. He vowed to continue fighting for the safety and protection of the vampire community. He would do whatever it took to make sure that they could continue to live in harmony with the humans, without fear of persecution or violence. As he stepped out into the morning light, Victor felt a sense of hopefulness. He knew that the road ahead would be difficult, but he also knew that he was not alone. He had his vampire family by his side, and together, they would find a way to thrive in this world of darkness and light. Chapter 7 Victor spent the next few weeks helping to rebuild the vampire community in the aftermath of their battle with the vampire hunters. They worked tirelessly to repair the damage to their homes and businesses, and to provide support and comfort to those who had lost loved ones. During this time, Victor also began to think about the future. He knew that the vampires needed to find a way to coexist with the humans if they were to survive in the long term. One evening, as he was walking through the city, Victor stumbled upon a group of humans protesting outside of a vampire-owned business. They were carrying signs and chanting slogans, demanding that the vampires be driven out of the city. Victor was taken aback by the intensity of their hatred. He knew that some humans feared and despised the vampires, but he had never seen it so openly displayed before. As he watched the protest, 
Victor realized that there was no easy solution to the problem of coexistence. The two groups had centuries of mistrust and animosity between them, and breaking down those barriers would take time and effort. But he also knew that they had to start somewhere. With that in mind, he decided to approach the protesters and try to engage them in conversation. At first, they were hostile and dismissive, but Victor persisted. He explained that not all vampires were bloodthirsty monsters, and that many of them just wanted to live in peace with the humans. To his surprise, a few of the protesters started to listen. They asked questions about vampire culture and beliefs, and Victor did his best to answer honestly and openly. By the end of the night, the atmosphere had shifted. The protesters were still wary of the vampires, but they had started to see them as individuals rather than a faceless enemy. Victor left the protest feeling hopeful. He knew that changing hearts and minds wouldn't be easy, but he believed that it was possible. Over the next few days, he continued to reach out to humans, trying to build bridges and foster understanding. It wasn't always easy, many humans were still fearful and mistrustful, but he persisted. As time passed, Victor saw small changes taking place. Humans and vampires began to interact more openly, sharing stories and experiences. Some humans even started to visit vampire-owned businesses and form friendships with their owners. It wasn't a perfect solution, but it was a start. And Victor knew that every small step towards coexistence was worth celebrating. As he looked out over the city, Victor felt a sense of pride and purpose. He knew that there would be more challenges ahead, but he also knew that he had the support of his vampire family and the determination to keep working towards a better future. Chapter 8 Victor had always enjoyed watching the seasons change from his workshop window. The crisp fall air always made him feel invigorated, and the sight of the leaves turning from green to gold was a thing of beauty. But this year was different. As Victor watched the leaves falling to the ground, he couldn't shake the feeling of unease that had settled in his chest. Ever since the attack on the vampire community by the group of vampire hunters, he had been on edge. He knew that their victory had come at a great cost, and that there were likely those within the human community who were still intent on driving the vampires out of the city. As he worked on a new coffin for one of his vampire clients, Victor couldn't help but let his mind wander. He thought about the progress they had made towards coexistence, and the challenges that still lay ahead. His thoughts were interrupted by a knock at the door. Victor's heart rate quickened, he wasn't expecting any visitors. He cautiously made his way to the door and opened it to find a human woman standing on his doorstep. Chapter 9 As Victor looked at the woman on his doorstep, he felt a jolt of recognition. It was the same woman he had encountered during the protest, the one who had been willing to listen and engage in conversation with him. What are you doing here? Victor asked, trying to hide his surprise. The woman smiled nervously. I came to talk to you. Can I come in? Victor hesitated for a moment before stepping aside to let her in. He led her to the small living room and offered her a seat. I'm sorry for just showing up like this, the woman said. 
But I wanted to talk to you about something important. Victor raised an eyebrow. What is it? The woman took a deep breath. I represent a group of humans who believe in coexistence with the vampires. We believe that both groups can live together in peace, without fear or animosity. Victor felt a surge of hope in his chest. This was exactly what he had been working towards a group of humans who were willing to see vampires as individuals rather than monsters. What can I do to help? He asked. The woman smiled gratefully. We're organizing a rally in the city center. We want to show that there are humans who support coexistence with the vampires and that we won't be intimidated by those who seek to divide us. Victor nodded, feeling a sense of determination wash over him. He knew that this rally could be a turning point in their quest for coexistence. I'll be there, he said firmly. The woman stood up to leave, and Victor escorted her to the door. As she turned to leave, she looked back at him with a small smile. We may be different in many ways, but we're all human, she said. Victor watched her as she walked away, feeling a sense of optimism and purpose. He knew that there were still challenges ahead, but he also knew that there were humans who were willing to work towards a better future for both groups. As he sat down to continue his work on the coffin, he felt a sense of gratitude. For the first time in a long time, he felt like he was a part of something bigger than himself, a movement towards peace and understanding between two seemingly disparate communities. And as the fall leaves drifted lazily outside his workshop window, Victor knew that the winds of change were blowing. Chapter 10 As the day of the rally dawned, Victor couldn't help but feel a sense of nervous excitement. He had spent the past few days spreading the word among his vampire friends and allies, encouraging them to attend and show their support for coexistence with the humans. The End Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to stay subscribed. This is Amalia Dupre and the team at this podcast will make you sleep, wishing you a good night's rest. Sweet dreams.